dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJLO. 1690 AM. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Advice by the Fireplace. I'm your host, Dan Lila, and we are still in isolation. This is the third bonus episode from home. From the Advice by the Fireplace Studios. No, that's the actual studio re-recording. The home studio. That's better. <laughs> Jeez. Welcome back. I hope you're doing alright. Hope you're surviving. Staying sane. Having a laugh. I know you're not hugging or kissing too many people, but I hope you're kissing your hand like we all practiced in high school or maybe some of us did in elementary school but I did it in high school I hope you're taking baths and showers I hope you have bath bombs and shower guns and I hope you're FaceTiming and Zooming or Facebook chatting or, I don't know, Snapgramming with your friends and your family. Because it's easy to feel alone at a time like this. Who said that? I did. I'm alone here. You know, we just got word we won't be in the studio until at least May at CJLO1690. So we're going to keep the bonus episodes coming, but, you know, we're missing a lot. It means no ads and no promos for other shows until May. No wonderful songs that I play the first few seconds of until May. As well as no censorship until May. So ass, shit, poop, fart, ass. Damn it, I already said ass. Uh, fart. Ah, well. We like to swear now. Why the fart not, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> ass. I have nothing to share. That you don't already know. I'm not going to tell you to wash your hands. You know that. I'm not going to tell you the numbers, the stats. I'm just going to do a quick movie recommendation. Hmm? I just watched the classic crime thriller, Two Cuts of the Same Knife, with old Hollywood movie stars like the classic detective, Patrick G. Feldsman, and the always beautiful, Sandra O. Macklin. It's a great old mystery, black and white. Actually, there is some orange in the third act, which is fun. 
And the film was a wonderful way to spend four and a half hours. It is long. It's a long movie. I have a book recommendation as well. Uh, I just reread Religion's Not Real, You Burp Smell, um, by famed smug atheist Arthur Bat Winslow. Now, I consider myself non religious, somewhere between an atheist and an agnostic, and I consider myself accepting of all beliefs, no matter what they are. But it's nice to hear from a real arrogant piece of garbage who you unfortunately kind of agree with. It's a weird position to be in, but it's a hell of a read. And finally, I'd like to recommend some of my favorite foods. Rice. Chocolate. And, of course, small glasses of cold water. <laughs> Alright, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Let's get to some advice. We have an incredible guest from our very first episode, all the way back when life was still being lived. We have Mason Terry, the incredible, the lovely, the hilarious, the talented, so many words to describe her. Fun. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh, it's two words. But anyway, we're going to answer some questions, and then we're, I think that's about it. We're going to go after that. It's a quick in-and-out bonus episode, just to say hello. Nice to see you again. So let's hear from Mason, and then let's get the hell out of here. Alright, here are some questions. Bye-bye. So, Mason, are you ready to answer a few stupid questions? I mean, sure. advice questions? Sure. Yeah, I, it doesn't it feel silly? I mean, none of these are pandemic or virus related. These are all from a few months ago. It seems like they don't really matter. But people still need our help. Thank you, Mason. People still need our help, eh? All right. Yeah. So um, let's do the first one. Are you ready for the first advice question? Sure. This is coming in from Sandra Bullock. Not that one is what it says. Okay. Said. Uh, I don't know which Sandra they're talking about, but... Right. And this is coming in from Maine, New York, and uh, you're ready for the question? I am. They say this. Dear Advice by the Fireplace and Guest. Wow. That's you, baby. This is a weird problem, but in my workplace, there's an office phone that's shared by everyone. Though usually it comes down to me and one other coworker who spend the most time in the area. She started leaving these obscenely thick, full facial imprint layers of makeup on the phone. I don't wear makeup, and I don't appreciate getting it all over my sleeves or my face if I absentmindedly reach over to answer the phone. Plus, you can't usually see the layer of makeup until you've picked up the receiver and it's too late. I tried to be tactful and casually ask if she'd spilled something on the phone, but I'm pretty sure she had no idea what I was talking about and may have come to the conclusion that someone had gotten Cheeto dust on the receiver. <laughs> At that point, I had to bail out of the conversation because I was having trouble keeping a straight face. I've talked to other coworkers, but no one seems to know how to deal with her. She's got a history of overreacting to the smallest things, and we're trying to do this without upsetting her. 
help. Love, Sandra Bullock, not that one. Wow. Wow is right. In these times, that's not very social distancing of you. Well, talk about right? Yeah, Jesus. Sharing a phone that close? No, absolutely not. Uh, what is this, the 1900s? Honestly, can I be honest? Is this the 1900s? Um... Sorry? When was the phone invented? Like, 18... I'm gonna guess. 1874. Can we have someone fact-check that? Thanks. I'll fact-check it while you talk. Go for it. Uh, I get it. You know, I've definitely left makeup on a phone. Thousand percent. By the way, I'm sorry. What did I just guess? I have no idea. It's 1876, baby. Two years off. Wow. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> this is why you run this show. This is why. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, to- no. Um, I've definitely... If, left- if you need anything else... <laughs> if anything else is invented, you let me know. Okay, go on. Now okay. I want to... Um, slice bread. No. I, I, I've definitely left makeup on a phone. Um, I understand. It's one of those small sort of inconvenient things to happen. It's, it's bothersome. Um, it's an now you could be... Truth. Sorry? <laughs> Just ask Al Gore. It's an inconvenient truth. Go on. I won't interrupt. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you could be proactive and be one of those people that brings your own wipes. Mm. Wipe down the phone. Yeah. You know, you could do that. I don't think it's going to work asking this coworker to, I mean, what do you get? Could you stop wearing makeup for the sake of the phone? What do yeah. you mean? You know, what do you, it's uh, it sucks, but it's a fact of life getting makeup on a phone. I know we're dipping into a coworker's appearance. Now it's like, sure. tell me what to wear, how to look at work. No, no, no. That's dicey. Yeah. Whatever you want. And I'll deal with the dirty phone. <laughs> That's how I would say. <laughs> Oh, sure. No, I agree. Look, can I be honest? My great aunt, who's a wonderful lady, she famously would pick up the phone and you'd be at her house and you would see, oh boy, maybe I'll just say schmutz, like sneeze schmutz all over the receiver. Like, you know, she sneezed (laughs) or she spat or something and never wiped it. And that was a very upsetting, upsetting phone. To the point where mom once distracted her and was like, hey, look at this, look at this. While I went and wiped the phone down with a wipe that my mother gave me. Wow. So all that to say, sometimes you do, look. (laughs) Sandra Bullock, get a wipe. Exactly. Sandra Bullock, I don't think you, uh, don't make this the lady's problem. You figure out how to clean that phone yourself. Just like I did. Oh, absolutely. Good. Question answered, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. I spoke too much. No, not at all. No, this is. It's a back and forth. It's good. I need you. I have to say though, I'm a little upset at Sandra Bullock. Right. Because at the end, me too. He's got a history of overacting to the smallest things, and we're trying to do this without upsetting her. I don't know. I want to know what these things are. I'm, uh, I'm more on this makeup lady's side. Oh yeah, you're leaving parts out of the story. Yeah, so you're making her sound like a, this worry ward. That's not, that's not fair. No, I feel like this lady's the pariah at work, where Sandra Bullock, uh, not that one, 
She's she's the cool cheerleader of the of the cafeteria. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Thank you, because I don't. But anyway, <laughs> leave this lady alone. Leave the lady alone. Anything else you want to add, or should we move on to one more advice question? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, oh boy, this is a tough one. Oh this, no. I mean, get ready. Is your seatbelt on? Because you might want to buckle it. Buckle. Also, don't drive and, <laughs> and answer Podcast. questions. Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, okay, this is coming in from George Clooney. Not that one. Wow. Not that one. This is amazing. We're getting a lot of sound-alike names here on the show today. <laughs> It's not a sound alike. It's the actual name. It's the uh, same. Oh yeah. And it's coming in from Scrunt Lake. Oh, that's wonderful. Nice. I've been know. there. Yeah, we've all been. We love Scrunt Lake. <laughs> Obviously, we love Scrunt Lake on the show. I hope you're staying safe out there in Scrunt Lake. You ready for it? Oh yeah. Dear advice by the fireplace. I'm embarrassed. A few months ago, I began an online relationship. This man was charming and thoughtful. Just as we were about to meet, he had to fly suddenly out of the country to accept a job. When he arrived in the new country, he said his phone and laptop had been stolen and I replaced them. As time <gasps> went on, I foolishly sent him more money. There was always some emergency requiring my financial intervention. He even had his lawyer contact me to ask for more. Finally, my family became aware of my involvement with this man and urged me to stop. I faced the fact that I had been conned. Unfortunately, I had really fallen for this man. I'm seeking your advice on how to get over this experience where there is no closure. Thanks a lot, George Clooney. George Clooney. That's a tough one. You're a fool. That's so, that's not tough at all. You're no, a, it's, it you're sucks. You're a fool in love. A fool in love, but no. In this day and age, no. With shows like Catfish, <laughs> no. That's, uh, no, silly goose time, honestly. Yeah. It, how to get over it, I can understand. Like, I get it from the perspective of you thought you were in love with a person who who isn't who they say they are. But He's that happens. Right things. That, but that happens in real life. Yeah. That happens in person, too, you know? Right. And, and you in, in eight months, you'll be fine. Where I'm not buying this and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me is how did you get so far into not understanding that you were being conned for money and the lawyer calling you and it's, it's hard. you got to, due diligence is so important, especially if you're going to get into a serious relationship online. You've got to not be a fool. You've got to just not be a fool. It's hard. It's tough. But, uh, you know, but I don't feel fool. that bad. I think there. this is a case of the classic fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice for thousands of dollars, shame on me. Yeah. You know, it's the first time yeah. it's like, oh, I got a thing. Can you send me 10 bucks? I'm sorry, I forgot my wallet. It's like, hey, sure. You know what? I'm trusting this person, no problem. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the more that happens, the more I know. It's with every next financial decision she made, uh, oh no what a fool anyway, silly goose time and foolier uh, <laughs> that's not a word but you know what i'm saying no and with a name like george clooney you'd think you know you'd be over it so fast mm. god on to, on to the next truly getting married never you know 
Are you talking about, uh, I guess you, you're not familiar with Amal Clooney. I am, but this is, that's a recent development. Uh, he was just waiting, waiting for the right woman to settle down with. It was a bunch of, <laughs> <laughs> look, she, she's better than him in every way. And he knows that he needed a wife who was a better person. Are we, which George Clooney are we talking about? Uh, I think you know the one. If I'm talking about Amal Clooney. Right. Uh, you know, I wonder if this person, if this George Clooney has a wife uh, n- named a shopping center. So what do we think here? <laughs> do we think, how do we give this person the closure she needs? I like your advice. No, I'm not kidding. Honestly saying, you know, this happens face to face. This happens after yeah. 20 years of marriage sometimes. You just get yeah. Every so I, the, the best of them get conned, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, I think, you know, take some time, cut off all connection with this person and in eight months, download Tinder and do what we all do. You know, it's hard. It sucks. But uh, you've mentioned eight months twice now. Why eight specifically? Is, do you think that's the the correct time to get over somebody who you've sent thousands of dollars I, it, <laughs> the thousands of dollars is is something that i you'll never get over but the no i think i've just read somewhere i think that's why it's in the back of my head that somewhere that eight months is the amount of time it takes to get over someone <laughs> you're laughing at that so much but um no, it's no that's what i've heard you know what i was on a first date and she left halfway through it took me eight months t- to go on another date really no. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. No, not really. But yeah, I think eight, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like this idea of eight months, no matter how long the relationship is, no matter eight how long yeah. Yeah. Like, if, no, if you could have almost had a baby, a whole baby in the time between this relationship and the next thing you do, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. That's a lot of time. That's so True. much time. Your husband of 45 years dies. You know what? Wait eight months. Wait eight months to get a new Monopoly board or something. Like, you're fine, you know? It happens to all of us. You say Monopoly? God, it takes eight months to finish that game. Am I right? (laughs) Are you right? (laughs) So I think we figured it out. Mason, I I think George Clooney needs to be kind to themselves. Oh, yeah. Forgive yourself for being duped. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, get out. Not everyone's gonna try to scam you for money. So keep trying to date, keep keep that heart open. And get out there, yeah. You'll find somebody who will give you a thousand dollars. That's the goal, isn't it? That's the goal. <laughs> uh, I think we did it. We've done it. Thank you so much, Jeez Louise. I really appreciate it. It's no problem. Thank you so much for having me. So you're a lovely, only, lovely show. You're not only a returning guest, but you're the first person to have been on three times, but there was the famous Lost episode. Lost episode. Lost forever. Are you for sure recording right now? Oh, no. Yeah. Did okay. Did you hear that head slap? That was pretty loud. That was very... Are you okay? Uh, whoa. Yeah, I'm okay. Well, Listener, well, thank I you for... Doing, uh, anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was going to say thank you for having me three three times, two and a half times. Yeah. I'm answering questions three times. There will be two episodes. 
um, former episode, first episode, I think, Michelle You're Dominique the and very I. first episode, and you'll be on the very last episode, which is this one. We're ending the show. Great. <laughs> Good. All right. Thank you, Mason. Oh, do you have anything to plug or something? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. We are in a pandemic. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, Daniel, but things aren't going so great on the outside. No, I have nothing to plug. But thank you for asking. Uh, you can follow me on a lot of social media at King Mason Terry. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. You're a wonderful Twitter presence. Thank you so much. Gotta get your Instagram game going again, but... Oh, God. You're killing well, it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And but you, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care, my friend. Okay. And there you have it. That's another podcast bonus episode in the books. Why in, in, in the audiobook? Harry Potter was a young wizard. I don't like audiobooks, honestly. I find them awkward. And I know awkward. <laughs> hey. That's it. Thanks for listening to the bonus episode number three. We're going to keep doing these as much as possible. Uh, so thank you for listening. I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. I don't Not because you're a listener, because you're a human being. And I love everybody. Except there's like probably 15 humans I don't love. Alright. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Caring is sharing your heart's desires in conversations by the fire. With Delilah Karen.